Diversity, equity, and inclusion, a very polarizing topic, and it seems to be very politically charged. And I, I don't know why it needs to be. I think in the realm of business, everyone's got kind of the same motive. You want to see a very diverse culture, and you want a sharing of ideas, and you want the best ideas to win out. In sports, DEI isn't a hot topic. Like when you think about teams, you you see the most talent on the court, on the field, on the pitch, on whatever kind of sport you're looking at. In comedy, you want the funniest, very subjective, of course. But it's regardless of race, sex, background, culture, whatever. But we, we do like to see a diverse amount of ideas being presented. And DEI has become at the forefront in the zeitgeist as of late because of two business titans. And I got to say, I love, 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 love when people who have been there, done that, built these amazing, massive companies employing thousands in kind of different ways are actually having a public debate, one that we can be a part of and we can try to understand. And really, at the core of all of it, they agree. And there's evidence of that through the tweets, through the discussions, which I find fascinating. And let's talk about where it all started. This tweet by Elon Musk, DEI, because it discriminates on the basis of race, gender, and many other factors, is not merely immoral, it is also illegal. And he's right. DEI aside, you can't discriminate based on race, gender, other factors such as age without there being some sort of underlying objective, public danger reason. It, it, there isn't. You, you just can't do it. Even on certain core groups that are historically discriminated against, you can't. But let's take a step back and understand the why of where DEI came out. And I found this really great article of the beginnings of DEI and yeah, make a lot of sense. Origins of DEI, the diversity, equity, inclusion movement in the United States is not new. It has its roots in the 1960s civil rights movement and has grown to include gender, sexual orientation, religion, country of origin, and other identities as described by the Greenlining Institute. The focus of the 1960s into the mid-1970s was on tolerance, meaning the acceptance of integration of workplaces, schools, and communities. From the mid-1970s into the 1990s, the focus was on the multiculturalism and being aware of the achievements of the various racial and ethnic minorities. I mean, here in the United States, we were just in a bad place through the civil rights movements, through segregation, and all that. And there needed to be some sort of protection for those minority cultures, those races, to ensure they weren't being discriminated against. So through that evolved this diversity, equity, inclusion, and through women in the workplace being unfairly treated to different races being unfairly treated. And now currently it's just kind of involved into this new interpretation through different institutions and business. And now we've, we're just different, like just blanket, blanket labeling, everybody's DEI initiative is right, is wrong. People are interpreting, misunderstanding the why, the underlying why behind it. And now we have these new court cases that come up. There was one against Harvard that went to the Supreme Court against the discrimination of overachieving Asians and Pacific Islanders. Me being a half Pacific Islander myself found it, I mean, kind of disheartening. And I'll, I'll tell you like a personal story when I was applying to both medical school, when I was deciding to go that route or to law school, 
I was told through the advice of different individuals not to put my race as Asian or Pacific Islander because then my test scores would be held at a higher standard because all these different learning institutions of higher learning have this certain amount of quota for each race. And because of the higher testing scores of that of Asians and Pacific Islanders, which I would be looped into, and I did test fairly well in both the MCAT and the LSAT, I would be held at this much more stringent standard. So if they're going to have a self-determined 10 to 15% of the student body is going to be Asian or Pacific Islander, and everyone's got an average test score of like 160 on the LSAT, then I have to score much higher and elevated. But if there's, say, Caucasians, whites, have an average test score of like 145, for example, then it's a much less stringent or strict standard that you have to be have to met and to me that is just unfair and that's what was happening with these low student bodies at harvard for example university of north carolina i believe was another institute that was being uh, held against yeah um just want to pull this up so it's not just coming from me here's a usa today article ahead of supreme court affirmative action case ruling do harvard and unc discriminate and the repercussions of it as you can see here, in the fall of 2021, the most recent year for which comparable data is available, Asian Americans made up 18.3% of Harvard undergraduates. I believe it was sub-10% prior to that. Um, oh, here's 14.1% in 2010, apologies. Um, at UNC, that's what I was thinking of. They went from a share of 5.8% in 2010 to 12.6%, because then they were just basing off of the student body. So we go back to this Elon Musk debate, and... I find it incredibly fascinating having read now Elon Musk by Walter Isaacson of the way Elon Musk views the world. In no way do I think he would let race, sex, cultural backgrounds get in the way of his mission to put a man on Mars and move civilization. This guy is, you know, self-diagnosed Asperger focused on doing such through his different initiatives, through Tesla, through the solar city now encompassed within Tesla, the artificial intelligence initiatives, SpaceX. He just wants the best engineers possible and doesn't want government interference in them telling him you have to hire this percentage of so-and-so, this percentage of so-and-so. He just needs the best talent. He runs his company like a sports team. Talent, brains, experience wins out above all. And that's all he cares about. And I really do think that if you were to interview for his company and he was look to look for you on his team, it is just completely just like a blank. You might as well come in with no sexual organs, no skin tone, clear, just kind of this amoeba that would come in with this resume. And that's how you would be hired. On the other end, you know, there's Mark Cuban. And in response to the tweet, he was stating, you know, he he wants to talk about why there's DEI. Uh, diversity, good business, look for where others don't. To find employees that will put your business in the best possible position to succeed. You may not agree by extending your hiring search to include them. You can find people that are more qualified. It's true. If you're not actively putting yourself out there and searching for different individuals of diverse backgrounds, of all the different categories, then you may not actually find the best talent. Uh, 1A, we live in a country with a, a very diverse demographic and people tend to connect more easily to people who are like them. Having a workforce that is diverse is good for business. True. I don't think Elon would ever talk to talk differently about that. Equity, treating people uh, um, 
does not mean treating them the same. I made the mistake. Equity is more of a core principle. Put your employees in a position to succeed, recognize their differences, play their strengths. Inclusion. Um, these are just bullet points that Mark Cuban's talking about. Great companies create environments that reduce unnecessary stress of their employees. Uh, one of the favorite things, great employees reduce the stress of those around them. Uh, don't really understand that one has to deal with it. Diversity in healthcare. Okay, so what's the conclusion? Let's jump to this on Mark Cuban. If you think there is a need for DEI and it doesn't create a competitive advantage for your company, just look at the X post replies and quotes below. These are the same people that work for you or are your coworkers. Everyone is entitled to their personal or their point of view, but these same feelings, even if they are not said out loud, are heard loud and clear at work. I, I they don't disagree. That's the thing. Um, let me jump back over to Mark Cuban's post. This is this is where Elon goes off kind of the rails. He's a very quirky and he entertains himself, but he I mean he does we, we talk about sports. When you're talking about Mark Cuban, you talk about the Dallas Mavericks and how DEI on the court, the way it's interpreted today isn't the way you would run a team. And that's what Elon says. Cool. So when would we expect to see a short white Asian woman on the maps? Uh, since this seems to be the most common response, let me address it. DI does not mean you don't hire on merit. Of course you hire on merit. Diversity means you expand the pool. You hire the, per- the person you believes. And in the defense of, uh, hold on, which is why the best players always pick the first in the draft and some go undrafted. Most positions hiring a company don't have a quantitative metric you can use to hire someone. Zim um, Musk, Merit. Um, you know, I think, and with all due respect to Mark Cuban, I think he missed one point there that with the diversity initiatives and just finding the best talent, that is what the NBA has done, having these different events and initiatives to attract talent, to attract global talent. I mean, you see the European infiltration into the NBA in football. You see that there's constant reach out of expanding the market. Now, a lot of this is monetary driven. They just want more people playing the game, more eyes on the games. That way they can sell sponsorships. But you're getting these different individuals from diverse backgrounds, diverse, diverse religious and just cultures in general, different races all over the world now to attract the best talent. So I think that is one point that was missed in Mark Cuban's post is, I mean, his star player uh, is someone that's not from the United States. So because of that, that's kind of a DEI initiative in an indirect way where there was an expansion of viewpoint. And here's, here's where they agree. This is where it really came down to. Elon Musk says, I do not think that if merit for a given job, I do think that if merit for a given job is roughly the same, then the tiebreaker should be diversity of all kinds. And then Mark Cuban says, which is no different than what I've been saying. You expand the candidate pool and you're going to find great people that others ignore. So they agree. However, Elon doesn't think that DEI should be a mandated thing that the government should have its hands on. That is a more minimalist approach, small government approach, whereas Mark Cuban on the other side thinks that it's important to enforce DEI initiatives into the workplace. And there's merit to both sides of the argument. On one side, Elon having his own personal agenda and focus, talent wins out regardless of all this. And again, if merit is given, 
if merit for the given job is roughly the same, then the tiebreaker should be diversity. They agree. So that's kind of what's going on with DEI. Different people have forgotten the why. The why behind DEI. You, I've, I've, especially in like the law realm, old law, I would call it, call it quote unquote. I remember walking into different mixers when I was interviewing for different law firms, like especially big ones. And you don't look for diversity except when you don't see it. And I personally am someone that doesn't necessarily think that the government should force DEI. I'm someone that's talent wins out, but I also do love a diverse culture, work group, sharing of ideas, wanting people from different backgrounds to give me more perspective, more empathy. There's reasons why I like to travel all over the world to just get different experiences and understand different ways of looking at the same subject matter with new eyes. I was just watching the book, um, or sorry, watching the book. I was watching the Apple TV series, Lessons in Chemistry, and one of the main characters kept reading Great Expectations. And the main character was saying, the the female uh, protagonist was saying, why do you keep reading the same book? (sighs) Sorry, let me use the actual Lessons in Chemistry. I'm sorry, I'm pulling it up right now. It's a great show, by the way. Uh, Cast. So, okay. So, Elizabeth and Calvin Evans, they're both kind of these, I don't want to say autistic, but like they're very socially awkward scientists. Uh, And again, Calvin Evans loves reading The Great Expectations. He's read it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And Elizabeth Brie Larson's character asks him, the book's always the same. Why do you keep reading it? And he says, well, the book's always the same, but I'm not the same person each time I read it. And that's what I love about different diversity, different perspectives is you can continue to grow and have just an evolution of different viewpoints on the same things, especially when it comes to business, just based on experience of speaking to individuals, but don't take it down the rabbit hole, the slippery slope of, pierce certain percentages, or these are my own different initiatives that DEI then becomes a detriment to people. It's supposed to be a positive. And then when it becomes a negative, especially with like the lawsuit and the affirmative action against Asian Pacific Islanders in higher institutions because of test scores, unfortunately, that's when it becomes a problem. And I think Elon and Mark Cuban both agree to that effect. Again, it just becomes on whether or not it should be government mandated and enforced versus just let me run it and let the best ideas win out. Super fascinating. I love that these two business billionaire titans who have been there, done that, are having this public discussion about it. And just don't take a side. Take an open mind to both ideas and just Soak it in, interpret it, and just understand the why behind why each person is saying the things they are. And then boil it down to the common denominator. They both agree. Again, I just keep hammering this point because they do. They ultimately both agree. Elon says, I do think that if merit is given, uh, sorry, I do think that if merit for a given job is roughly the same, then the tiebreaker should be diversity of all Kinds, which is no different than what I've been saying, is what Mark Cuban responds with. You expand the candidate pool and you're going to find great people that others ignore. 
That's it.